You're listening to Red Nation Online. Saturday, December 10th. It's Steve Perry, Andres Adarazny, I'm Ian Clark. We're back from BMO gutted after the Seattle Sounders win the MS Cup in penalties. It's a bitter pill to swallow as Seattle lifts the cup after no shots on goal and holding on for the great equalizer. It's a somber mood as we go through all the emotions attached to the penalties taken. Jovinko's sub, narrowly missed chances, the weather, as well as another night of amazing support. In the end, well, we're just grateful to still be potting in December. And with a glass half full, try to stay positive for 2017. It's all that and more on the next 50 minutes on East Side Stand Up. Is this what we get for getting our hopes up? No. So that's why I want to. If ever I get optimistic about a TFC game again, just remind me that this is Toronto. And Toronto does not produce champions for their major sports teams. Just remind me of that. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> no problem. I'll this never week, forget it. We are at a loss for words. For a different reason, because we just can't believe how we got robbed of this game. That literally we had all the chances in. You remarked on the way home, Sparky, that we lost to a team that didn't have any shots on goal necessarily. Not really any good shots on goal. They did have a couple, right? But they were not really shots. It wasn't on like goal. a shot on. It wasn't they a were, proper shot on. Like Irwin, yeah, I don't they, think I got tested once. No, it was no. just that beta shore bubble that thing that happened at the end right at the end it seems weird yeah a game um, and it was uh, i mean you can you can call us literally it was a it was a result of inches so that's what i wanted to get into the inches the inches of altidore's header in the extra time which uh stefan fry pulled out that like must have been the that was the save of the game probably earned save him, of the year yeah probably earned him that uh mll ml the mvp of the game yeah. thing that he won at the end uh, which was a whole other storyline of him, you know, actually being appreciated in the stadium when he wasn't appreciated when he was uh, getting booted out of here. And so karma's a bitch, right? Fucking served us this time. Uh, it was a matter of inches with regards to Moro's kick, the penalty kick, which hit the crossbar a few inches underneath. It would have been a different story. We would still be kicking, right? It was a matter of inches with what the fuck was that what was Bradley's run up to his kick that's all those stutter steps were him trying to fake out fry and i think it worked in reverse and faked him out oh then you put your foot through it you don't yes he's not messy it's like take it easy everybody knows that when you go to take a penalty kick before you place the ball you already know where it's going yeah. if you don't know where it's going you shouldn't be taking the kick don't make up your mind when you're doing the run up <laughs> that's definitely him thinking too much overthinking it for sure so we're kind of speechless because this was a game where we had all the chances 
and it felt like this was our game. Even the run-up, even like everybody leading this up. So all I've hear, been hearing about for the last three days in a city where it seems like it's a vacuous coverage of Toronto FC. There's no coverage generally in any of the sports media and mostly even in proper media, regular media. I've seen nothing but TFC reports coming out to the game, even if they were just about the weather. But there was also some other stories there, but mostly about the weather. <laughs> so it was a nice change of pace to actually have some coverage of this team. And you're feeling it, you're feeling it. And then it comes down, like, it was 120 minutes. It was even, dead even. So even leading, in the lead-up to this game, it was even, right? So we've only faced this team once. So a total flip-flop from the Montreal game where we were so familiar, these teams were so familiar with each other, a, a, a grudge match was, you know, was beheld in that, in that stadium, the seventh game, the deciding game. Yeah, tonight, no kidding. Tonight yeah. was like one game. We've played one game against them. We played here earlier in the season. It wound up being a tie. You noted, Sparky, about they were two different teams, right? The lineups completely, were completely different. Completely. So in some ways, the matchup you know, hadn't really been tested yet because th- these teams were had refined and retooled, and they were different teams now. They both played spoilers in both of their divisions, right? Both teams were underdogs, and they wound up becoming the champs of each other's conference, coming at each other. And fuck, Seattle's fans. Holy shit. I thought Montreal sent a lot of people. Seattle sent so many people from across the country. 1,200. But it sounded like it was like a stadium of 35. Like they, I, they drowned out. So I don't doubt that the South End was singing through the whole game. And I do think that they have great songs. But I never heard them because Seattle was louder than Montreal tonight. Yeah. Well, they they allowed more more sections for Seattle than normal. So okay. for an MLS Cup, they allotted them more tickets than and than to Montreal travel game. across the country. Yeah, and fuck, when I was in the bathroom watching these guys, they were like, they were only dressed in track tops and hoodies. They like we were we were layered. <laughs> <laughs> I have five layers. I'm still on right thawing now. out right and now, and I it's true. I'm still I'm feeling the effect, I'm feeling drowsy right now. I'm feeling the effects of hypothermia. To be honest, anyway, I they were. I mean, I hate to say it, but they were the treat of the game, man. Seeing those Sounders fans, they were here for something. And you know what I was gonna say they, though, and they were rewarded. There was one thing like about it. I'll just throw this caveat because they were going all 120 minutes extra time, and they never we showed up, and we weren't. No, but it's but it's a different because you know what? This, these are two different stories. You know, we I think we've sat through a stadium where it's like you know what. We've seen such dire football. Yeah. I'm not singing unless there's really something to sing about. You're right. And they haven't. I don't think that club's ever experienced that. Mm. And it felt, i got to be honest, a little like, you know, in high school when it's like, we got spirit. How about you? That kind of thing <laughs> where it's for, like. The forced. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It did feel a little bit like that. But it's only bad if you do that and lose. They won. Mm. So they fully represented that 12th man cliche. By doing that, and you can say, "Well done, then," because you pulled that off and went 90, 120 minutes and sang the whole time. And men, do they have good songs? Don't they? Even they're like, uh, what is it? Um, the Sounders. That's my favorite. That thing sends chills. They do this sound. This the Sounders sound. They do it Seattle. in Brent. 
Someone does a quiet and then they shout out the thing. And they and do it's just it a call. What do you call it? What's the word? Not call. It's, um, but it's an echo effect, right? Yeah. It's a round. Like they're singing in rounds. Yeah. They divide the crowd up and they. it's a call and response that That's goes back a, and yeah, forth. Yeah, call and respond. And, and, and it grows. It grows in loudness and it's and it's, it makes the echo of a, like a sound. Like it's, it's perfect. It's, and it's actually. easy. It's so and it's it works so well. Anyway, we I have just, trouble getting TFC in 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 cadence <laughs> around the stadium. Even yeah, even like with syncopation, right? It doesn't yeah. fucking line up ever. Well, I mean, they've had a long history of really good TFOs and good support. I mean, that them in Portland. So, I mean, that West Coast contingent really does give it. So I'm not surprised they had 1,200 people and we're singing in unison. Whereas, yeah, we've had barren stretches where it's tough and we've had uh, supporters groups come and go and, and, you know, it's hard to keep it together. I'm green with envy. (laughs) Well done. Well done. But I Andre, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, I, wa- I watched it from the comfort of, uh, of a TV. It raced right into it the city. It raced right back into the city to see it. Um, I got, I, I will say I worked next door for the first five hours. I got to see Siggy Schmidt and I got to see Bruce Arena. So uh, I told Bruce Arena where the coffee was. So, um, nice. yeah, so that's pretty cool. And Rule from Real Madrid was there. Anyway, that's an aside. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of celebrities where I was working. I was working in the Queen Elizabeth that's building. Insane. Just no, just across. It was like a VIP only event, and they had you know food and all that kind of shit. But the build up to the game, which was interesting, is you had a lot of mix of people, especially in this place. You had Sa- Sanders fans, you had San Jose fans, people from it's like an MLS kind of event. So that was got me up a lot of the, like it was very exciting, very almost multicultural. If you're looking at it in a sports perspective, you know, no other teams around the world you see necessarily mixing together. So it's very North American. But anyway. My idea of the game was it's it was very canceling each other out. Toronto had better more chances, should have been up at least in the first five, ten minutes, with that lovely give and go with Giovinco and Altador. And then that was all I saw of them. And Seattle did a wonderful job. They took a page from Montreal and said, This is what we're gonna do to this kid. And we're gonna, you know, box him out. Box him in and bo- or box him out. And Altador looked he didn't look like it was strange. It was like we we looked like we had busted our cherry with that Montreal game, and even though we had the momentum going in, and that's why we should have won this game handily by two goals. We had everything to play for in this game. I mean, not that Seattle didn't, but the momentum, the crescendo, the wave of but, years of neglect and being pissed off, and then beating Philly, beating New York, and then dest- and then having an ama- like destroying New York, and then having an amazing nationalistic kind of powerhouse couple of games against our bitter enemies, quote unquote, they should have been like no contest. And every, all the pundits were I think, saying I it think was Toronto. It, I think the nationalism continued because like the, the, even like with the singing of the national anthem, it was like, you know, we drowned out. Like, sure. And that continued because it was like, we're one of the storylines is that we possibly can beat the American, we can beat an American team for mm-hmm. their cup. This is like an American league. We're, we're the outsiders in this league. We don't, you know, we're from another country. There's a, there's a, there's sort of a, a national storyline that goes along here. I mean, Toronto had every Toronto should we have had the won hometown. Yeah. We had all we did have lots of things in line. I mean, Seattle played wonderfully defensively. They really they allowed us to come. I think Aaron said it wouldn't be such an open game. I felt at times it was an incredibly open game. Sometimes it was. Yeah, there, were, there was points where it was exciting. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think so too. Uh, yeah, uh, I was remarking that. Um, this is what we paid for end to end. Even though it was like nervy watching them come at us, I was like the, the attack counterattack that was going on between the two teams uh, that were they were taking advantage of people pressing. 
was was super exciting, and that's not usually what you get in finals. So, not resulting in anything is frustrating for both teams, that's uh, both supporters. Thing, right? yeah. And so you just, but like it was just like a whole bunch of like hold your breath, bite your nails, mm. kind of like it was just nervous anxiety and tension, going back and forth watching it. It's exciting, but it felt like. Someone put me out of my misery. Well, I don't want to go at penalties. It's it's ridiculous. I can't Whoa. stand the penalties. It's that like, was just that was just like you, that's you know and that as soon as I went to penalties, I said, well, this is what a waste. This is this is a punch in the gut to yeah. TFC fans because I mean since day one, penalties I think have been the worst thing about for us. I mean we we I just think of like Guevara taking <coughs> penalties and not yeah. being able to convert. And it's just the 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 sure thing about them, and you're just like, no, it's not. It's not the case. And well, when you think about it, like if you look at our set play, so set pieces, they're only taken by two players, right? It's generally, it's generally Bradley or Javinko. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually get the sense that anyone else is actually practicing these things, right? Yeah, and they're and yeah. those things are not penalties for penalties. They're penalties. They're free kicks from mm-hmm. distance. They're not. When I was I was saying like you know it's only been recent, like in the last half of the season, that we've actually been you started to see set pieces from our team. So I'm thinking these are even new things for us, right? I'm just thinking we don't practice. It doesn't seem like we practice the basics all the time. Like going into a cup final, you should definitely. I don't think we we didn't do poorly on the kicks. I mean, we scored, we converted four out of five right out of the first the first round. So in a sense, we I mean it was even still, right? It's just that. Bradley missed and Morrow missed, and so we wound up like it's that's the thing. Penalties are just like anyone can win at that point. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's not the best team that wins. Yeah, what's the point? Then, you're, like, you're, te- you're testing a different skill set at this point. It's not endurance, it's not like it's play, not a team play. game anymore. It's yeah. Not play. yeah, it's just like it's yeah, it's that's right. And it's why bother? What what is it for time Like, Who cares? Like maybe we've already sat through 120 yeah, minutes so in the freezing yeah, cold. Give them an extra three subs. Give give a good 20 minute break. Give them a rest, water, and hydration, and then you know make them more subs. Golden if goal you want. or something. And like golden that. goal, and then maybe, but still, like it's not. It's incredibly unfair. You know, it's like flipping a coin. Yeah. Well, However, if we'd won this, are we going? Is this conversation still happening? Well, it would be in the back of my mind, and it would make me go. Well, I mean, I I would. If we'd won, on, I mean, if we'd won on penalties. We still wouldn't feel good about it. Yeah, we'd be happy, of course. But be like, how, how we won it. But I don't think you could. I don't think you could sit there and be like, we fucking won it. No, you know what well, I mean? that's always an asterisk because we couldn't do it in an open play, and that to me is a sign of a, a great team. Score a goal. We had the opportunities. Okay, the okay, Fry's, Fry's great, great save. I'll take that out. But other well, than that's that, that's what I asked you. So, like ten minutes left to go in the extra time, I said, "Who's the better keeper?" Because that's what it usually comes down to, right? Erwin had nothing to do. It had nothing to do. <laughs> but when you know when it's one on one v one on a penalty kick, then you see. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying. I'm not bringing this down. I don't think it's Erwin's fault, right? I'm just saying. Sometimes it gets decided by keepers, right? And uh, given how we treated Stefan Fry on his last season two years, here, he's a year better two. goalkeeper. Um, with him not getting starts and evade, like like not letting him play his hundredth game and just like. He you talked know, about that on TSM. It was it was just it was crappy, right? It seemed like karma came back to bite us, and and as it has for lots of former past Toronto FC players. So I'm thinking of this like the ex girlfriend scenario, right? Where you're just like it's heartbreaking, and if you treated people bad, it just comes back to get you, right? Do I you mean, wanna- not that I'm 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 not really a I'm not really a destiny kind of person, but like fuck, like. 
It seems to it seems to play an ongoing role with regards to Toronto FC results. Yeah. Oh. And it did again tonight. I mean, how, how do we feel about Giovinco's sub? He was pissed and said a couple of co- on camera caught him co- commenting to either Devaney or someone sitting on the bench, and he had a fit. I, I said it was the wrong play. I thought Betashore was the weakest player on that team. And um, but we talked about this on the way back here. So I thought I felt like they should have taken Betashore off and kept Javinko on and kept Ricketts on. I think they, they could have had a better more. Well, he'd substitute Ricketts hadn't been wasn't on at but that point. You know what I've noticed out of Vanny is that no, no but Ricketts was the substitute for Javinko, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, yeah, so we're, they, we're they positioning could have, it could have been let's take out let's take out Betashore, right. bring in Ricketts, slot Will Johnson yeah. over to that sort of right side of the pitch, and there you're done. Yeah. So this is this is, it led to a bunch of me of this of thoughts I had, which is Vanny didn't really tinker with any of the lineup. So he didn't tinker with the opening lineup. It was the same lineup that he started with Montreal, and you know, lots of commentators are saying that they're because they haven't they're not familiar with each other. These both of these teams are going to be watching lots of tapes of each other just to try and get familiar with each other, right? So why wouldn't you fucking tinker with it going into this, right? Now, he he would be criticized if he did tinker with it and it was the same result regardless. But I'm thinking, aside from that, I was thinking, it seems like those five defensemen are the untouchables. Like, he doesn't ever mm-hmm. substitute them, in, in, at least in the last part of the season, right? And maybe he's thinking that this is, I think he's making this mistake that it's like, this is the, the, it's the it's the formation that's, been the result of our success which is wrong because it's like the extra effort of like some of these great players is also part of that right there's many reasons for why teams win it's not just one thing but he's never substituted the defenseman not in the like the last two months anyway right they seem to be untouchable and it's a mistake because like there, some of those guys in the back line are not great like i'm only thinking of mostly beta shore um i'm not thinking the others seem to hold their own they have like Haglin. Sometimes he has his like he has his moments, right? So I would pick on those two more so. It's it's frustrating because at the beginning of the of the game, Cooper and Beta Shore are on the same on the same side, and on the same side, that's our right side. The right side is supposed to be your strongest side. Mm-hmm. That you're going against their weakest side. Um, we have a weak side on that side. Our strong side is the weak side. It's like every ball that would go out there. I'm. You know, Cooper, it was awesome to see him take on those players and dribble around them and shit. And draw the penalties, which sort of led to this, a lot of people dropping in the game, right? Like you started seeing much more of this uh, simulation going on, right? So it set the tone and it was just like too much drama. People were fucking getting upset about it. In some ways, I blame Cooper for that because that's how he plays. But, you know, in some ways it was going our way. So it, it was until it went their way in the second half. Anyway, I just felt like the same criticism that I made on the last podcast of Cooper is that it's it's great. He can beat he can beat a couple of players, but then he winds up doing too much and he either he gets stopped, either it becomes a dead ball and it's like a kick in our way or he loses the ball and it and it turns over, right? And I just feel like it goes to Cooper and it never goes anywhere. The play never the play stops at Cooper, mm-hmm. right? And I said to you they need to bring in Benoit Sheru. They need to bring him in earlier. They fucking waited till the last. They waited till the early. last ten minutes, and I'm just like, did you wait till the last ten minutes because he only, he scored in the first minute with Montreal, or 
Like, what was the reason he for that? He waited for so long. He waited first, I mean, way too long. For all and, of his subs. And Ben, his first play in the game, threading balls through. I'm just right. like, this is finally, they're starting to get service. Altidore's finally going to get service. And then Javinko comes out. I'm just like, what? Like, you give them the service man and you take away the fucking well, finisher? I, well, you put... What yeah. the fuck's going on but there? But Giovinco, to be fair, you can't say Giovinco had a good game. And I understand it's MLS final, and I get it. And you're, my brother and I were talking about this. We're torn between it because if this was any other time, you'd be like, okay, Giovinco didn't have a good game. Get him off. But Did he get uh, any balls? What, Gio? No. I mean, but he, his first – Sheru's first touch on the ball was to Giovinco. And I, and I get that. And I'm just like, the guy's been playing in the fucking – in the wilderness here yeah. by himself, no balls, right. no service for 50 minutes, yeah. for not fi- for 80 minutes of the game. Yeah. He needs to warm up. Right. Now he's warming up, right? And, and then you're start sub- getting and, great service. And then you're subbing him out? No, and I get it. That's but, insane. But look who we subbed him for. He subbed him for St. Ricketts. And I'm, I, 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 when you, you can have fire. So Javinko plays on the left side. Yeah. You can have Ricketts on the right side. You can have Altador in the middle. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Shea Roof. Funneling those balls, and you get rid of Betashore, another dead weight, and yeah. you just you let them play as a four. Yeah, I, it's, I, no, I agree with you. I, but I, I feel like I, I think feel he like, went with his gut. I think what he was trying to do was Vanny was trying to do was win the game. And I felt I felt that at the time it made sense to me that he was going to take someone who wasn't having a great game, Juvinko or not, put on something quicker, someone quicker and faster. Betashore could still. Uh, um, Sheru. Sheru. So Sheru could still make the same passes, still move the play forward with someone faster and rested on there. Because to be, I mean, Giovinco wasn't, he just wasn't, he was being crowded out. You take some, you take him out of the equation, which I was reminded of what you would always say about how people flock to Gio and takes people out of the play. So, I mean. That's why he stands on the left side. And it was a a tough call to make. He's staying at the center, right? So that Altidore can run through. I mean, it's brilliant. And that's what you do as a magnet. You, probably, you pull, you pull yeah. everyone away, right? Yeah. I mean, when we look back on it, you probably should have made the wrong, wrong choice. You don't, you don't lose your star player out of out of the MLS Cup final. You don't no, play to the end. It seems, well, the flip side though, I mean, Seattle and, subbed and, out their top goal scorer, right. which and, was strange. I but thought. and you let him fucking be what part of the kicks if you go to kicks. That's right? another thing. Yeah, that was, you need a striker. Moral, right? When I saw when I saw him make that substitution, I thought to my, like I was looking at that game saying we're looking at a nil nil, mm-hmm. and. I immediately, either, my immediate reaction was my heart sank. Yeah, I just felt it was because it was like either a you're losing him for extra time, which mm-hmm. is critical, and then again, the way this game was looking, it was like gee, he's a lock on penalties. Yeah, why yeah. would you? Why would you risk getting rid of that? And I was like, Ricketts is not a lock on penalties. Uh, Ricketts is not a lock finishing in open play. So I don't know how that's going to be. He's going to get a dead ball. Wow, situation. I mean, Ricketts has been scoring. Yeah, but his goals are gritty, right? Yeah. Like he isn't scoring, which is why I think he went for Ricketts to substitute with Gio to get try to go for. And the there's win. a there's a reason why Javinko takes all the set pieces, right? Because he yeah. can put a ball anywhere. He's great. He can put a ball <laughs> anywhere and from distance. He can put it from from close range, from distance. He can score anywhere. I, the thing is, his shot is accurate. That's yeah. that's the thing, right? It's he can place the ball perfectly. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Why would you take it out? Why would you take that uh, for sure thing out of the penalty kick? But I think at that right. point it wasn't a for, for sure thing. I think he didn't. He lost trust in Juvinko, and then clearly, clearly, I mean, he wasn't thinking big picture. And I agree with you on that. But it's, I think in the way he was playing up to that point, the guy who was the MVP last year and should have been the MVP I this agree. year, yeah. um, it should not yeah, be. It's weird. It is weird. I think it's like this is this is your guys, yeah. and it's just like strange. Like you said, like you the the those untouchables. It's why are they, those guys are untouchables, yeah. but this guy isn't. It's it's a little fucked. If you ask me. Yeah, it's backwards for sure. 
It's, it was a mistake. It was clearly a strategic mistake. Mm. That's it's a weird mistake to make. That the, he's never done that before, too. Doesn't that strange? The, the, the thing, other the than thing, being injured. The right? thing is like, that he doesn't right. get criticized other because, injured, because he's, yeah. they've had a successful run, right? Yeah. They, Toronto's done well. They've done well up until this. And they were doing well in this game. They, I mean, they own yeah. this game, right? He doesn't look bad, but it was that's a, it was a strategic error. Yeah. Up, and, up until the last kick, and it, wasn't, game, it wasn't an issue. And in an important game like this, like where we might not get a chance at this again, yeah. like that's that's reasons for that's for reasons to leave for leaving the team, right? I know Javinko's got another year on his contract. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but when you get subs out, substituted out like that, and it's almost like a humiliation. It's almost like seems like it was your fault that we lost. Yeah, are you gonna like you might not stick around? I'm just saying. I mean, this could be the undoing, right? Well, I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. But you, sure, you, sure. I hope not either. But fuck. But that happened. That's a big but think snub. About, mm-hmm. But it happens with with play, with players who know better and coaches who don't. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, it also happens when a team that just falls short. It, how can they? Can you keep that team motivated and everyone on board to have another run in it? Or does some of the players say, "Well, well wait, that, that was, was a slice. It. Yeah. Time for me to move on." And I'm not talking about Jovinko. I'm talking about. It could be anyone else. It could be Bradley. Yeah. Bradley. Maybe Bradley's now like, you know what? That was fun. I'm yeah. going to go back to Italy. Could be. I, I'm going to go to Swansea with my pops. The, the, he wouldn't have a job. The one thing I think, though, is that, like, you know, uh, I think the one thing that they did do well is that they kept they kept some players around from last year, right? And they built yeah. that team based on their DPs, which is what they had invested in in a year prior. And I hope they stick. I hope it continues as a third, as a three-year program, right? Because oh, they could the go. They could anyway. go far. They could yeah. go further. They could win next year um, if they kept it together. Well, I, that's an interesting point because we had this discussion where you were sort of saying, like, what were your thoughts of this playoff run? And I said, I was saying, I was like, truthfully, if I was going to envision like the perfect re-renaissance of this organization it would have been a playoff appearance a deep playoff run and then a MLS Cup it was it would have been a three-year a three-year experience well and some people can say like you know you made it to the final next year you win the final right but MLS is notorious for inconsistent teams it's it's really well it's because it's it's a thing like it's being a top team it means nothing has there been a dynasty ever MLS. Uh, I mean, but you Did know, San Jose make a well, but the, but the thing is, the weird thing about MLS, right? It's been so many iterations of the league, and sort of like and this, it's always expanding, so it's always right. So it's hard. It's hard to say yeah. that like the Houston Dynamo slash old San Jose Earthquakes, right. which was the same team, or the you know the New England had all those runs that they never actually won anything. Yeah. The Galaxy sort of have always been had that little stretch there where I think they won two or three, and we also like. They were they won and then they were great after, but they couldn't follow up and then they got to the final three years ago. So there's some teams. They had a good Champions League run too. I guess it's hang around. It's such such a young league; it's hard to tell right now. Yeah, and the truth is, is like again, it's but but regardless of what the league's history is, a a team can still like we could still be a powerhouse team in the East, can we? Yes. So at least make the playoffs. It doesn't. Year. It doesn't. We can ignore what history has to say because we should, right. and we should fuck, and we should stay the course. Well, maybe that's here's a, a short segue or onto the next topic of okay, what now? How do you take this? How do you take this season? How do you take this result? What do you What do you expect? 
over the off season. What do you let's let's start out. The season you, was a success. You have to say. Yeah, I mean, without. I mean, w- as disappointed as I am about the result of tonight's game, I have to agree with you, Andre. That like there was it was there was a number of firsts that took place this yeah. year that have never happened mm-hmm. in Toronto FC's history, and we've talked about them through, through various podcasts. But you know, from at the beginning of the season where like we didn't shit the bed at the last 10 minutes or 20 minutes. So the, that, that traditional 20 minute collapse that used yeah. to take place that was traditional over the last nine years, yeah. uh, didn't happen. Then you started seeing us coming back in a losing position and actually coming back and tying and then even yeah. winning in the last parts of the game, which is like, that's what teams we would do to us, right? Uh, we, we would got, always be the easy uh, points for we other got teams, gritty. right? We got great. We yeah. we were actually turning things over, and we were becoming spoilers for team mm-hmm. for the, the league. That was the first. Then we started going. Get, then we made it to the we made it to the playoffs last year, but we made it to like you know, but barely, right? Yeah. But this year, we played. Yeah. We made it to the finals. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like that was kind of insane. Yeah. We won a we won a conference. Yeah. Th- those were all firsts too. There was lots of firsts that took place this year. Uh, so for sure, I feel like it was a. I mean, looking back at it, it was a successful year for sure. It just feels like we fucking yeah, we're, we're hitting above yeah, our I weight. Just, I, I mean, just there's no way that any TFC fan would be like, oh, MLS Cup final, sure, yeah, no problem. I can totally envision that. No, if we had lost to Philly, we would have been like, ah, oh, fuck this again. If we had lost to New York, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's great. If we made it, you know, and. That would have been the peak, and then next year, we like you said, they made they made us believe. Yeah, but we needed to believe. We deserved to. They made us believe, and and I feel like fuck. I think (sighs) winning the way we did against Montreal kind of gave us false hope in a way that we could win this and we could win it. But you know what? As my brother said in the car ride, like there's a better team of TFC on the horizon. I wish he was here to kind of explain that. A little cryptic for me, but I don't. I don't know. I'm hoping that next year, keep everybody together. You know, caress Giovinco, make sure everything's okay. Make sure, and then get rid of Vanny. <laughs> get rid of Vanny right off, because I don't. I think. I think there's a lot of. He's, he's a very lucky coach. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think that they'll do that. Right? No, I mean, I. Won't. I they I won't. won't. You're right. I, I agree with it's you. It's a hope I have. I, I agree with you, though. Get a I better think, coach. I well, there's a couple of things that next year we got, I think, to be mindful is uh, Drew Moore, I think, was only on a one-year contract. Will Johnson. Which is basically the captain of the back line. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was the anchor. Easily the anchor of that yeah. back line. Scored a beautiful penalty um, kick to me. Will yeah. Johnson, one-year contract. There's two expansion teams coming in next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So they're going to. Atlanta and Minnesota. Yeah. So, they're, so we're going to have players that are going to be Are those both in them. our division? Uh, Atlanta probably would Miss- be. Is yeah. it Minnesota still? Yeah, but they might do. They might the shuffle them around. Right? I don't know what's right. going to happen. Anyways, but that means two teams are repicking players from us. Right. I've heard rumors that Flint Irwin picking could players. be the guy. Yeah, because you got to you got to protect players and leave players unprotected, and then they can go around and pick players from your team. Really? Yeah, expansion draft. That's fucked up. Yeah, so fucked. Yeah, so we're gonna get poached a bunch. That, and of guys. that's why that's why there's no consistency of so many because the way it's it's all made and created. That you can just go ding ding ding, and then you're kind of almost rebuilding. And again, if you're not LA Galaxy, and I mean Seattle, Seattle's got a huge yeah. But you know, history. the thing moving forward, LA Galaxy is not going to be LA Galaxy because Bruce Arena's gone. It's true. Their whole team is is well, has Keen's been retired. Well, he left. He left. Gerard. Well, he was well, whatever. He, had to, he was no, terrible. No offense. He's, yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> He's on holiday. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it it's a good way to put it. Maybe yeah. that Lampard. This this guy's don't matter. 
So <laughs> they don't. No, not I, for this I, league because what I've never thought about it. It's funny. I think it's, it's apt. Actually. But look at look at Seattle. I mean, look at Seattle. I mean, applaud for them because they, I mean they lost. They lost Dempsey. They lost uh, their leader. Over Ferry Martins too. Over Ferry Martins, like you were talking about last podcast. So I mean. They can just shows just goes to show what what can accomplish a team can accomplish from the MLS. I mean, it's never as cut and dry, which is what makes the the league appealing in some ways. You never know what's going to happen. Toronto built exact Toronto kind of started following a model that you would see in other leagues around the world. Get a lot of rich players, you know, and trying to work the pegs around them, and it and it almost came off. I mean, it did come. No, I should retract that. It did come off. It did. It did come off. Yeah, because usually the, the you think the smart thing is to get the players and then enhance your side by by getting these DPS. We went the other way. We especially from 2014 with the bloody big deal. Yeah. We had these high-profile guys and just didn't, and we picked the wrong ones for starters, and then didn't surround them correctly. And it took us until this year mm-hmm. to kind of finally round out. Well, it know, took, it took a Bezbachenko, right? Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I mean, the articles I've been reading leading up, but Bezbachenko—he's the chess master. Yeah, he, that's he, what we're thinking. He would say he wasn't regretting the fact that we, if there was no Jermaine Defoe, there wouldn't be any Josie Altador because there was a Sunderland deal, right? So, I mean, Josie's been. Other than injury, he's been quite successful. And yeah. other than tonight, he didn't have a great game. And if there wasn't a Michael Bradley, they wouldn't have been an Altador too, right? right? Exactly. Because he recruited them. Yeah. In some he, ways, a lot of those things came together. They were different things that came together to make that all happen. Right? Yeah. But you keep that American spine, then I think that it's good for another year. Unless Cup wouldn't be such a well, And the thing is, is they're all, well, more, not so much. But I mean, Bradley's, not, none of those guys are close to 30 yet. Right? Do you think Sheru's going to be around for another year? No. Because I think this is his retiring year, probably. I think so too. It's a strange season for him, right? Where it just was like, just when we were in a pinch and we needed him, he was awesome. And then when it was like everyone comes back, they're like, "Thanks a lot, dude. Just go chill out over there." Yeah, I thought it was fucked up. Uh, TFC's done that in the past. That's yeah, that's, that's what they do. They do that all the time. If you're not in favor, yeah, in the look lineup. what they did to Dickio. And there was players that shouldn't have been on that starting lineup that you know he could have easily been. I mean, it would have nice if Vanny had kind of. Going caution to the wind on this one, and made it like you said, made a change, yeah. challenge. And but again, like we said, at the, at but the, but why? But you're right. Why would you if, 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 if yeah, it's it giving you success? The thing is that we really couldn't haven't tested this team. Yeah, and we can break it yeah, down like that. That's but a good point. We can break it down like that. But at the end of the game, I mean, it was really a matter of hindsight's like, always twenty. Yeah, it's twenty twenty. It's like a an incredible save, b a crossbar. Yeah, incredible save. I give him that, of course, but. Toronto and maybe, really, and they, maybe, they didn't and, have that cohesion that we've seen the last what two, four, five. Yeah, games. but you got to give a little bit of credit to Seattle for that, though, right? Oh, I, I agree. Mean, like, we were talking about Josie. How I, good he was. I also think it was a short side. I think. I mean, I don't think you need. To, I think you need to keep Vanny in this mix. I think there was also a short side, a strategic play where you took didn't take out. You took out Javanko, right? That was a mistake. Well, the changes were late. Yeah, but they were late, and they, it was the wrong change. But I'm not taking one. Seattle's success away from them and i'm not saying that they didn't defend well but they didn't defend enough that would allow josie alto or chiovinko to finally finally make some space even cooper i just think they had off nights of all the nights they had off nights yeah. this was the night well that's fair and that's fair that's one okay. that was the observation from the well set. the thing that we haven't talked about is the weather right so and this uh-huh. is the thing that everyone was talking about leading up to the game and it, it was a factor i believe it was a factor i mean i was thinking so the thing i said to you uh, Sparky was that it's fucking cold and none of these people play in the cold and we don't even play in the cold like when we're playing 
throughout the winter, we're playing in a dome. We're not mm-hmm. playing in the cold like this. Like nobody plays in this cold and no one can play well in this cold. Maybe it's Russia. Fucking, I know that the European leagues play through the winter, right? But I'm, I'm, generally you don't play well. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. you, your legs freeze up. They cramp up easier. Yeah. Like you get, you get, it's easy. You get easy, more easily injured. You can't run on the pitch. Fatigue. You can't, you can't really go in. You fatigue. There's a whole bunch of reasons. There's a whole bunch of things that happen to you when you're playing in the cold. And generally, the cold was a factor. I mean, it was a factor for both teams. So it was an equalizing factor. But nonetheless, we didn't see the best out of our players. You saw reduced versions of them, didn't yeah. you? Like, to some extent, yeah. But I mean, we were ups- we were disappointed. But because, that's what makes a great a great team, a great person. You but it had to defy the odds. It had something to do with like how cold it was there. But they knew what they were getting into. I'm not going to say that's going to prevent them from not playing to their peak, but it's, it's a mental it's, game. It's as not well. that they, I don't disagree with you. But they Bradley knew was they, in a fucking t-shirt, but, but they couldn't. <laughs> but they they, st- they didn't you, even. You can't you, practice, you can't really get climatized to this in like yeah. ten days. Or yeah, whatever. it's no we, different than if you went down to play in Central America this, in forty degree yeah. humidity, right? Yeah. Like, or, or, or a high. Uh, and we didn't have yeah. we didn't have cold weather for like the entire ten days. I know you were right. You're like it'll switch. It was all over the place, right? And then it just dropped. Yeah, it was like the last three days. We've gotten winter all of a sudden. No. It could have been. It could have been. It could have been mild. And I mean, if this was Montreal, it would be a lot colder, right? We're further south. I mean, we're kind of like in the same. I would have been. We're in the, the same, but it would have been in the O. We're in the same area where Seattle is in terms of longitude, yeah. right? Yeah. So maybe I mean, this game should have been played in Seattle. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, I don't want to share. Too late. Too late. Any so, other? Any other? What about thoughts? next game? Well, I, I don't know. Do you want to do a, like a seasonal? Th- I want to do a sights and sounds. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I've already talked about glowingly about how great the Seattle fans were, the Sounders fans. But I wanted to also mention a, a sight and sound from Toronto's side, which was the Defend Our City, which was awesome to see at the beginning of the game. Was uh, that big TIFO? Well, there's, another, there's a smaller what, TIFO. What that was the big one? Because the TSN didn't show it. Oh, the one that they Give re- me half a second. Where is that? Go, Steve, and I'll, I'll just bring it up in my photos. Well, I'll wait for that. That's okay, let me bring it up. Like going in, so interestingly enough, going into this, we've talked about a bunch of things. One of the things we haven't mentioned is that it's a new team that won the cup this mm-hmm. time. So both Seattle and Toronto had never made it to a final. So what was kind of neat is that it was a new team that won. And I think a team that was kind yeah. of deserving. They did play spoiler, right? Well, so and they, here's the other sight and sound be, slash observation, Steve. Any side stand up. Our first podcast. Oh yeah, Toronto FC in Seattle. Yeah, our first start, ever. Yeah, start of 2009 season. Oh. It was the first game we did a podcast on. Fucking freezing cold that game. Do you remember that? And they probably beat us too. They yeah, <laughs> they beat us two 0 and it was raining and it was fucking cold. I do remember it being freezing. The Bitifo in in question. Nothing is more powerful than a club whose time has come. That almost sounds. And truthfully, sounds like it cuts you're both. Ways. It cuts somebody. both. Well, <laughs> yeah. It cuts both ways. Yeah, doesn't it? It does. It cuts both ways. I mean, it's, it's obviously appropriate for us, but yeah. the outside of Seattle too. I mean, that was a club whose forty thousand fans on day one, yeah. and they've had that the whole way through, and they've had seasons where they've been best team in the league and favorites to win it all, and never pulled it off. And they fire their head coach, who's been there the whole time, mm-hmm. and they pull it off in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. So here's an observation. Whenever right. we put up the goddamn fucking bullshit banner like that before the game, we lose. How's that one for nothing? We lose one, one nothing. How's that for an observation? <laughs> Again, why, why would you fucking go to the, all this effort to fucking jinx yourself before the game? Wow, well, if you believe in that stuff. I don't, but... 
it, I'm just, it's an observation. It always yeah. happens to us, right? Happened to us with Montreal. Stop being creative, people. <laughs> so the thing I liked, so the Defend Our City, so this whole, there was a, a big banner in the middle that said Defend Our City, and then little banners throughout the yeah, south end of, of the different neighborhoods, Mississauga, Leaside. Some Lakeshore Terraces. Lakes, well, there was Lakeshore Terraces, too. That was a, that was a different thing, but yeah. that was interesting, too, and I, I like that name. I think it's a good name, so I'm hoping that that will stick around. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, they had like North York, they had all the different boroughs or different areas that yeah. make up Toronto because Toronto is an amalgam of all these. Different, it was great to see that. Is there a Tobacco one? Um, Probably. There was Annex. There was, yeah. uh, yeah, there's all kinds of little neighborhoods. Yeah, all like, cool. There's at least 10 of them that I saw go up at different times and they weren't, they weren't always at the same time. They were like all over the place, mm-hmm. but the Defender City was this thing that was there for the whole time and I thought it was great. Anyway, I just thought it was awesome. That was awesome. It made me proud. It, it, made me, cool. it gave me, like, it warmed my heart. It made me feel good about the city. Fuck. You know what was the other annoying thing that we that we observed, too, was that it wasn't, like, a TFC production. It was an MLS production. Right. Which was a little bit... Sherry got the cold shoulder. I was she like, she was, she was She was the secondary MC of some other guy that oh, I've really? never heard of with his MLS microphone. And you thought he was the manager of the... I, it was, I don't know who that guy was, to be honest. Someone <laughs> will probably school me and be at sales. It was obviously this guy, but I didn't know who he was. And we were just kind of... And he was doing basically the interviewing. He was like basically being the reporter. Maybe he was a reporter with like the... Who was the broadcaster tonight? Yeah, Fox, Fox. Fox was doing it. Yeah. They had a whole thing. So he might have been their broadcaster. Yeah, that's possible. For the live feed, right? Yeah. And I, I was saying that someone made an interesting point because it was like the whole thing is that the Almost Cup final is technically a league event. Right. So that's why we, we were in our regular seats because everyone's seats got bumped around because the league takes a huge chunk of the seats for league people. And then we have to be moved around and scattered around and repositioned based on that. It, it made me think that like uh, because there was lots of times when I couldn't even hear like people singing from the South End. And it made me think that those people got bumped out. I mean, it like I just felt like it was sort of out of source. Everyone was like sitting in different areas and not really... Our, us, well, our whole group of people weren't together. None, we, none of us were, were together. Right? We were sitting close to where we were, but the like guy, the our friend Howard, who's right there, he was where, sitting on the second deck. No shit. Way like on the south end, it was like way like almost opposite of where we normally sit. Yeah, and there was guys. Remember, there was a guy. There was a guy that's part of like the guys at top of one hundred and five who sing, and he was like, "Guys, I got fucking bumped at like two twenty. Mm. I couldn't get into our section because he has a single ticket and whatever happened." Yeah. A little bit of that went on. It wasn't, I mean, truthfully, the well, Montreal game The thing game is that when you're familiar and in your area and you're sitting and there's coordination with the singing, it, it happens, right? But it didn't happen like it did for Montreal, like where we had our regular season tickets. This was a different game and that did, that fucked everything up for our, at least our supporter sections, right? In some ways. I mean, yeah. you can't, some ways Comfort it's like it didn't, it didn't fuck up Seattle. They traveled oh, and they yeah, did great. But like we were like, Somehow it, it threw a wrench into our support, even though we were the dominant support. I mean, it just it fucked it up. I don't know. Even the slow clap didn't come off this game. Did you notice that? It did. It was awful. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of the gloves. TV. I don't know if it was because gloves. Because you're like, doom, doom. It was like, <laughs> it was just, dunk. it was like the soft it sound. It was definitely muffled. And yeah, it's just, I, I, just, I felt like, and I, and at one point when they were doing the slow clap and Seattle was singing over top of it, they completely drowned us out. And I was just like, fuck, this is fucking insane. Yeah. Like they just, they buried us in song. I Like <laughs> the battle of the supporters was taking place and it was like, it was foretelling what yeah. happened in the yeah. game, right? 
I mean, I wonder if they might reconsider because you, you stick them up in that corner, but they're under a roof. Yeah, and it's echoey. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it actually enhances them. Like you almost want to be like, um, well, I don't know where the fuck you'd put them, to be honest with you. I don't know. There's not a lot of options. No. Somewhere in the parking lot. I don't know. Well, they need to be on the side across from us where there's no roof. I guess there's a roof there now too. Why don't you put them in the come. north when they just add <coughs> seating and just put them there? Yeah, I don't know. Well, what do you think, uh, champ? Who, who you, I, me? What yeah, do I think? Yeah, uh, um, yeah you haven't told us about the seat. What you what, think of the season? You didn't do the season. What's your future? Well, the season I'm, I'm yeah. AMC. I coordinate this yeah, podcast. Well, your opinion you, matters. Well, I have, they'll have more. You have pod- an opinion. Well, I know, but I'm gonna, I'll have other podcasts that I'll do through the year as well. I'll probably do a rap, an indie season one with Aaron or something like that. Yeah. Rap something. I mean, I'm disappointed, guys. I can't lie. I'm pretty. Yeah. See, you have the same loss for words that we have at the beginning. We're just depressed and feel like we just got jilted or I don't think I don't think I got jilted if anything I just feel that they didn't show up that's it yeah and then they didn't show up I really wanted them win me too I thought they were I even (laughs) I I wanted them to win I felt cocky I felt cocky I was just like one of those like oh I'm totally comfortable now I'm like they'll win I know they will I know they will I think it's you know what everybody was calling that actually so I did like a bit of a straw poll in terms of the the reporters that I've been hearing like lots of footage and everybody said that Toronto would win in in terms of the Toronto broadcasters. Now, part of me thinks that they have to say that because they're Toronto broadcasters and And Tyler Twelman. They have to be cheerleaders. And if they ever want to fucking keep doing that job, they can't be talking shit about Toronto going before the game, right? Right. They gotta be cheerleaders in some ways. But I think people start to believe it and and then fuck, you just like you don't go into it. I mean there was a lot of nervous anxiety for sure, just like in the Montreal game going, like seeing tons of people just not really, just nervous going to this game, right? Yeah. They're running, they're not sure what to do, but excited. It's the same excited. I mean, the difference between, I mean, the, there's difference in teams, but there was also a difference in the weather. And I just, I feel like, fuck, it really just took the feet out of the yeah. players, right? The game, everything. Maybe. It wasn't played like to the way, like if this was played a month ago, it would yeah. have been um, even a more exciting game, I feel. And then, but anyways, those, I mean, those are. The, I think my parting or like last thought is that is that it's a. I, I really wanted them to win, and B, it was a shitty way to lose. Yeah, I think that's kind of like how I think I'll look back at that. It's mm-hmm. like it's just not a sad. You know, if you again, if we lost in open play, within the 120 minutes, you kind of like you take it. But the penalties is a tough one to go, and especially when through those 120 minutes, like Seattle never really had a shot. No. So it's just, I think that's what it feels like. It feels like a bit of a, it feels like a cheap, they were there cheap to, loss. It's you know? a better pill to fall. Seattle were there to lose. I mean, they weren't there to win and they had Toronto should have won that game. They certainly were playing for the tie. Yeah, they definitely were yeah, for a long time, long stretches. I mean, yeah, they were good defensively, but not good enough. And there was lots of simulation, which was just killing the clock, right? Even at the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was just, I mean, just they just it. wanted to go play for the kicks because they, Felt that their odds were better there, right? Yep. So um, I will say that on the on the post interview, post game interview, I think it was more. He made a comment. He said, "This is not a way to win an MLS Cup." Really? One of the more or Beta Shore, I can't remember which. I was upstairs. My brother told me. Like they interviewed the interviewer. Yeah, said the, that yeah. got it. Went from, yeah, no, the more. player said it. Oh, but I mean, like it was like an interview. Yeah, yeah, an interview. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, he. I mean, that's a bit sour grapes, but. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's how we're feeling, and we have some oh, well, gripes about it, I right? mean, that's the rules. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. I know, but it feels like, whatever, the rules are supposed to be there to, like, 
let this play out evenly, but it feels like yeah. But if it if that's true, then why have penalty kicks? It's the it most just, uneven. It's just, just let them play. Just keep playing. That's yeah. why you have a deep squad. Just keep playing. You have lots of players. Yeah, play to your dead. No, I like yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. hockey does it. Fucking play. hockey does yeah, it. Yeah, hockey does it. Anyway. Well, whatever. It's whatever. Not, I mean, hockey well, obviously is a different sport. Anyways, okay. Um, I think we should leave it at that, guys. Because uh, no I'm gonna I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. But uh, it was a great season. I'm glad you <laughs> oh, came. I claim you came down, Andre. I feel like I'm at the airport and you're saying goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Listeners, maybe this will be the last podcast we ever do. No, I know, shut up. Just, <laughs> I don't want to leave it like that. But uh, you know, we, you know, I probably will do some end of season wrap ups and catharsis. Some other, yeah, other things. Maybe we we'll have a moment to kind of like collect my thoughts even clearer. Well, and, it's been and a, have a little bit of separation. I'm sure. And I'm sure there'll be news post week yeah. of this that might be interesting. Um, add on so well we've been ups and downs haven't we like last week like 10 days ago it's just like oh like a gog at what's happening i was thinking about how smart you were to celebrate last week or two or 10 days ago <laughs> i'm not I was thinking about how smart you were because, yeah i held off because we were like you know you were like we've never felt this before this is amazing yeah. and i was just like yeah i feel this way again <laughs> We'll see. Okay, guys, let's leave it at that. Andre, thanks a lot. Hi. And uh, Steve. Oh. Thanks for <laughs> listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. We want you to get involved. Reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. Get in touch with us. Let us know how you thought the team did. Agree, disagree. It doesn't matter. Also, check out our other podcasts on Red Nation Online, From the Black Hole, Ours is a Fury, and our interview series. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Stop.